This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're on the overnight crowd here with Jenny Wallace, 1300 736 736 is the open line and 0433 98 11 16 is the text line. We are changing our attention into AFLW, a big round nine of action. There's only one more round to go and joining us to dissect round nine and all the big talking points from that and also to look a little bit ahead into round 10, we've got Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum joining us. G'day, Alex. G'day, Jen. Thanks for having me on again. We're at the pointy end. Very, very excited. Isn't it right? So let's go through the games. We'll start with the first game from Saturday. It was... Richmond by eight over GWS Giants. Yeah, the Tigers, they, um, they're putting up a, a bit of a fight come the end of the season. Uh, I think they're a team that has unfortunately been really hurt by injuries from basically round one. Um, and I feel for them, but it was great to see them this week. They basically have gotten their forward line back in action. Uh, Courtney Wakefield kicked a goal. Christina Venardi, she was around as well and kicked a goal too. So I'm happy to see the Tigers up and about, but the late surge from the Giants too showed that they're definitely not a team that should be completely written off this year either. They've certainly had their moments and that last quarter was some of the footy I've seen from them in 2022. Well, hopefully a chance for both of those teams to go bigger and better next season. The Sorry, I skipped a game straight up. It was St Kilda versus Geelong was the very first game. Apologies. And it was St Kilda by nine in a very low score, a 2-6-18 over just the nine behinds for Geelong. What is the the saying, Jen, when it rains, it pours? And (laughs) for the Saints, they've finally gotten two wins in a row. Uh, I think that was actually two wins in a row for the first time um, in the club's history in the AFLW. So a bit of a a momentous occasion for them, Um, but well-deserved. It was a really scrappy one. Um, Obviously, these two sides have been sort of down the lower end of the ladder um, all year long, and we know Geelong has become very much that pressure-heavy, um, contested team who don't really lend themselves to a lot of scoring, but they, they keep the other team they're up against down um, in the lower end as well. So it was good to see the Saints break through for another one. Um, Tilly Lucas-Rod, if you don't um, have anything on her as the the, the club best and fairest, um, I don't know <laughs> who else you'd be going for at the moment because she was outstanding, 22 disposals, 10 tackles, and I think it was... 12 clearances, which is equal second um, all-time in a game in the AFLW. Uh, her move into the midfield group has been a stroke of genius, really. I'm so happy to see her um, having a fantastic year, and it'll bring a bit of joy into her household as well, of course. Her partner, Bree Davey, hasn't been able to play much footy throughout the year, so Tilly said, I'll, um, I'll take the mantle instead. <laughs> well, that's Yeah, it makes for a slightly happier home with, with everything that was going on, I suppose, there. Uh, heading across the third game, uh, this was the first of the double headers that we had over here in the West at Optus Stadium. It was the Frio Dockers hosting the Melbourne Demons, a game everyone was looking forward to. The Demons broke all records. They won by 88, 16-11, 107. 
to 3-1-19. It was a day of two really different stories. Yeah, I did feel bad for the Dockers coming out of this because obviously they've got this record hanging over them now, but unfortunately they weren't even at full strength to put up the, the fight that we know they can before the bounce. Both the Antonios, Cara and Ebony um, were both ruled out of the game. Um, it was it was sad for them, really, that they don't have a full-strength team to take on. You know, a fellow's finals contender, Kiara Bauer, is obviously still unavailable too, so very much under strength. Three debutantes in this game, including Michaela Weston, who is a top-up player, has been a train-on with them um, and managed to get her chance for this one. So, you know, it was good to see they had a couple of players who are still doing really strongly. Dana East got the uh, the Rising Star nomination out of this game, which is fantastic for her. Hayley Miller, of course, the super captain. Um, she is going to be in the Australian team. I would put everything on it. She's been fantastic all year long, but Wow, yeah, 100 points for the first time from the Ds. It's outstanding, really. I, I think it's amazing to see a team finally do it. Oh, and that's the thing. It's it, you sort of hard. You want to focus a bit on what went wrong for Frio, but if we focus on what went right for Melbourne, they obviously have a, a streak of wins at Casey Fields, but they showed they can get it done on the main stadiums as well. And Daisy Pierce, five goals, two behinds. What a performance. She dialed the clock back, Daisy. Um, not to say she isn't a superstar still, but um, it was a little bit of shades of the, the VWSL days before we had the professional competition. Um, you know, Daisy was she was winning best and fairest and premierships and being in the Australian teams and representing Victoria, left, right and centre. This was seriously that kind of form um, from her five goals, you know, it, it's been great that she's been able to make that switch into the forward line and it's worked for the team, you know, it's such unselfish footy from, from Daisy and that's what she is really as a player. She'll stick her hand up and she'll say, I'll go down to the forward line if the team needs it. I'll kick five if the team needs it, no worries. Um, but you can't ignore the rest of them in the forward line too. Taylor Harris, she's going to win the goal kicking. Well, I say she's going to win the goal kicking. She's still in a race with Ash Woodland. They're only one off each other, I believe it is. Yeah. So it's going to come right down to the wire um, in the final round. But in the midfield group, the forward line, they were just both absolutely firing all game long. Um, and if the Ds are not premiership favourites, they're definitely right up there now because... I can just see an Adelaide and Melbourne grand final gen eventuating <laughs> at the moment, the way these two teams are travelling along. Yeah, it does seem to be heading that way, uh, but a huge win for the Ds, big percentage boost as well. Uh, the second of the double headers over here at Optus Stadium, it was the Eagles hosting the Western Bulldogs, and the Western Bulldogs, they need to win to see, keep their season alive and that mathematical chance of making the top six and they came out all guns blazing. 10-8, 68. They won by 60. The Eagles just the 1-2-8. I feel bad for the, the footy fans of, of WA yeah, that they had this lovely double header lined up. Um, and the Victorians came and spoiled the party and just absolutely decimated <laughs> them both times. But uh, it, it is unfortunate for the Eagles. It's been a very rough year. Um, I, I was happy to see that Emma Swanson is did manage to avoid... Uh, a serious injury with that that finger, and she yeah. she is still in. Uh, it was looking pretty bad against the Tigers. They were even saying that it could potentially end her year, but um, luckily she is still around and had another great game. Um, Courtney Guard getting the send off as well. I'm sure she would have liked to go out with a win, um, but regardless, a great career at the top level for her. But 
yeah, I can't not talk about how good the doggies were. There's so many players that are firing at the moment. I almost feel bad that they couldn't get the win last week. It just looked like the exhaustion got to them from that fixture um, because they'd be a serious chance if they were making it into finals with the the way they've been playing in the second half of the year. Nell Morris-Dalton, she got the other Rising Star nomination. She was fantastic, two goals. Her leading and marking has really come on. Um, but players all across the ground. Brooke Lachlan, three goals. She found her stride again. Kirsty Lands outstanding in the middle. Um, and Ellie Blackman, of course, doing what she does as the captain as well and leading from the front with those 23 touches. So... I wouldn't rule out um, a surprise upset, but we'll talk a little bit about the um, the makeup of the finals later. But just watch out for the doggies coming into this last week. Oh, I hear you. I pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. We'll move across to Sunday, uh, the 6th of March. We had the Lions. So this was a top six clash, the Lions versus North Melbourne. It was the Lions that got up by 36. I'm probably being a little bit unfair on Brisbane when I say an Adelaide-Melbourne grand final because there's not many teams that have embarrassed North Melbourne like this um, this year. North have certainly been a quality side, so this is this is big ups. Um, they were definitely firing for Ali Anderson and Emily Bates' 50th games. The two of them were brilliant through the middle. Um, they're known so much for their offensive power, but they both laid 11 tackles. It was seriously putting the pressure on North Melbourne right from the, the coalface in this game. But, yeah, geez, I, I can't say more about Brisbane other than they're just an elite unit. Um, every every week a different player stands up. Um, Nat Greider, she's been fantastic off the halfback flank, 16 touches for her. And Sophie Conway, she's added that little bit of scoring to her bow after last week in the record victory. She kicked three this week, she kicked two. Um, she's becoming one of the best wingers in the competition if she wasn't already. Um, but it's a little bit of licking their wounds and moving on, I think, for North Melbourne here. All they have to do is win this week and they lock themselves in uh, a home final. So they'll be hoping to host someone like Fremantle at Arden Street, the way it's looking at the moment, yeah. um, which I think they'd be pretty happy with uh, given, well, <laughs> they're going to have those those troops back in the Dockers, but they'll want to make them travel, that's for sure. Absolutely. So the next game probably turned out to be the game of the weekend. It was nice and close. It was Adelaide Crows hosting Collingwood. The Crows 4-6-30, winning by 2-4-4-28, the Magpies. Yeah, you talk about teams hitting form at the right time here. Collingwood, a massive win last week against the Dogs, and now they've run the, the, the team that looked almost unbeatable at certain points throughout the year to within two points. So, you know, the only thing they would have liked more coming out of this game was the four points to actually try and jump a space up the ladder. Uh, but I, I'm ruling them out a fair bit less than I was this time <laughs> two weeks ago, Collingwood. They were... Held in this game by Ruby Schleicher. She was fantastic. 31 disposals, 10 marks. Probably the best game you'll see for an intercept defender in the AFLW full stop. But the big story out of this one, Jen, from a Collingwood perspective, uh, the injuries are still mounting. And Jamie Lambert went down. Uh, It looked like she was clutching at her ribs. Um, We haven't heard a proper injury report yet, I don't believe, that... Um, that could be their entire starting midfield of Lambert, Benici and Davey unavailable for finals. Yeah, that's an incredibly unlucky stat when the injury gods are just not with you and they don't seem to be with Collingwood so far this year. It might be the story or the, the leading headline of their postseason report, I would imagine. Uh, Carlton versus the Suns was the last game of the weekend and it was Carlton with a big win over the Suns, 
7-4-46. They beat the Suns 2-4-16. So a big win by 30. Carlson just finding their way now after what was a rough sort of middle patch. Yeah, I want to be a bit disappointed in how the Suns have closed out their year. Obviously, the the loss last week to St Kilda by three points and now a, a bit of a bigger one with that, that draw to the Dogs as well, which obviously wasn't ideal coming off that Q clash drubbing too. So definitely been a drop-off since that sort of middle point of the year for Gold Coast. I think it's just a case that some teams seem to have their number. Um, Carlton obviously smashed them comprehensively last year in that game where it was uh, a huge... Um, margin. So I don't know if there's too much cause for concern. I think they're still looking the goods. Um, Gold Coast, a few players that were unavailable this week for them too. So I don't really want to read too much into it. But conversely for Carlton, they can hold their heads up high um, for this second half of the season. You know, so many of their players have lifted the addition of Mimi Hill back into the side as well. Um, has helped them so much. I, I can't believe she's only played 11 games uh, with the the pace that she's on. You know, she could genuinely be a shot for the rising star, um, even though she'll only have played six games for the season. So I'd be keeping an eye on her. But well, their system seemed to be working a fair bit better than they were at the start of the year. Um, another team that I, I did want to write off come early, but I think Carlton... Um, have salvaged the year that looked a bit ugly and can definitely yeah, be proud of what they put up in 2022. So that's the, the review of round nine. Uh, this weekend coming, we won't look at all the games, but what are some of the key games we need to be looking out for that could decide the makeup of the top six and then maybe even the order of the top six? What are we looking for? I know Collingwood, they need to win to stay in the six. Western Bulldogs want them to lose and for the Bulldogs to win. Is that as simple as it is for those two teams? Yeah, look, at the moment, it, it's really a case of the team who, who wins gets in finals. Um, Collingwood, I don't think, will be taking Richmond lightly right. in this one. As I said, the Tigers have have had their really strong games, and probably up until that halfway point of the third quarter, even three-quarter time against the Giants, they were very much dominant. So I'm not going to rule them out of an upset um, so, yeah, yeah, we're going to be looking at those two games pretty much. Collingwood, if they win, that is the top six set. If Collingwood lose, um, we could see the Doggies get over, but that's a huge game against Brisbane um, in Ballarat too. So unfamiliar territory for the Lions. You never know what could happen. Um, but I'm looking around at some of these games that, um, you know, could decide where teams are actually sitting in the top six because we've still got Adelaide and Melbourne four percentage points apart at the moment, uh, both on 8-1, and they're going to want to get that top spot because the winner of that, if they win the prelim when they qualify through, gets to host the grand final. Uh, and I know Adelaide have been so strong on their home deck basically for their entire lifespan in the AFLW. <laughs> Last year, they didn't get to win it in front of their home fans. They'd love the opportunity to do that this year. Um, and as well, North Melbourne, like I said before, really want to hang on and fight for that home final too. Given the percentage gap between them and Brisbane, they can't jump above them, but they need to win to stay ahead of Frio if Frio can get a win over Gold Coast. So still so much for each of the teams to get themselves up for for this last weekend coming of AFLW. And then it'll be final series. Uh, Alex, thanks so much for talking to us again. If there, is there anything that we also we need to be looking for in this week or uh, is, that, is that all we're up to with the AFLW? Are we up to date? 
Well, I think we're, we're pretty up to date. Like I said, <laughs> I think next week um, it's going to be the big one, the the finals looking towards it. I'm, you know, I kind of do want to see Melbourne finish on top of the ladder. Apologies for any <laughs> um, South Australian listeners, but um, I, I want to know where they're going to be hosting a Melbourne grand final if that does um, come to pass because we could see some, you know, some bigger grounds in use. Um, they did host, obviously, uh, Adelaide Oval's hosted Adelaide games. So mm-hmm. are we going to see somewhere like Marvel Stadium or can we dare to dream that the MCG might be available on a mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon for an AFLW Grand Final? Only time will tell, I think. I look forward to talking to you more about that in the coming weeks. Alex, thank you so much for joining us on the Overnight Crowd. Thank you for having me, Jen. Appreciate it. Alex Cantilano from the Inner Sanctum updating us with all things AFLW. Plenty to play for in this last round. Uh, What team do you follow? How do you think they're going to go in this final series? Can they lock it up with this round 10 action? Give me a text 0433 98 11 16 or call me on 1300 736 736. Plenty more to come here on the Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.